you all being in the house of the Lord this Christmas evening, the 25th of December, the year 2022. Isn't God good to us? I have feasted on the words of your testimony. The Bible said that these sorts of testimonies would make us overcomers as well as the ruby red blood of Jesus. Thank God that we're overcomers. So thankful for that unspeakable gift that Brother Wood talked about a little while ago. If you've had a good Christmas, say amen. Amen. I like what the one brother said, let's not ex Christ out of Christmas. But if you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to the book of St. John? May I direct your attention to the first chapter? Let's look at verses number 11 through 13. Our golden scripture text will be verse number 11. St. John's Gospel, chapter number 1, verses numbers 11 through 13. Brother Nathaniel Luke, chapter number 2, verse number 12. Brother Jesse, 1 John, chapter number 5, and verse number 11. Brother Nathaniel, would you read that? Luke 2 and 12. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Remember that. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. It's going to be a sign. You need to take note of it. You're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, which are torn pieces of clothing, cloth. Swaddling clothes, and that baby will be in a certain spot, in a manger. Brother Jesse, 1 John chapter number 5, verse number 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Thank God for the gift of eternal life. The gift <laughs> There was a lot said tonight about gifts. Let's stand for the reading of our text, St. John's Gospel, verses number 1, 11 through 13. Chapter number 1, verses number 11 through 13. The Bible says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Our golden scripture text is verse number 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. I want to preach a sermon. The Holy Ghost is titled, Hey, that's my present. Could we pray? Heavenly Father, we love and we praise you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord again. This day that we celebrate Christmas, the 25th day of December in the year 2022. I pray that you would anoint this, thy servant, set a guard at my mouth and help me to say the things that you would have me to say, nothing more or less, and anoint the ears of this, thy people, that they might hear what the Spirit saith unto the church through this preached word of God, this blessed book, the 66 books of the divine library. It means so much to us. I pray that we would be not hearers only, but doers. We don't want to deceive ourselves, God, and may we depart this place joyfully and not sorrowfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. 
Hey, that's my present. We're talking about Jesus. How many of you will receive him as that eternal gift? Our text is found in the New Testament book of the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible is the word of God. It's infallible, inerrant, and eternal. It is given to us by God. I want to emphasize that statement again. It is given to us by God. Notice the key word, given. Would you say that with me? It is given to us by God. Again, it is given to us by God. It is God-breathed, God-inspired, this blessed book we call the Holy Book, the Holy Bible. There's some people, they look at me and say, I perceive you to be a man of the book because a lot of times when I'm talking to them, even if it's in business, I recite some scripture verses because I'm a preacher. It's inside of me. I've also hid his word in my heart that I might not sin against him. And so this blessed book is a book that is holy. And I believe that it is a book that this generation should treasure. Former generations have treasured this book. I believe that this book called the Holy Bible is a gift to humanity. I noticed that my daughter, Hannah, bought her mother a new King James Version Bible for Christmas. Today we exchanged gifts. Sister Howell, Sister Hannah, Brother Philip and I exchanged the gifts that we had bought one for another. And somehow... Sister Howell opened that King James Version Bible, that brand new Bible. How many of you know there's nothing like the smell of a brand new Bible? She opened that brand new Bible without me watching her open it. And when I began to put her gifts and my gifts away in the bedroom, I said, honey, I saw every other gift be open. I knew what you had, but I had no idea you received a new Bible. And I believe that the word of God is precious to each person in this building today. I believe that this Bible is something that we can all hold on to when the world is falling apart. When life itself is unraveling, busting at the seams, we get a hold of these precious eternal words of God. And we're able to be anchored as though it is upon bedrock, upon the rock-solid foundation we find in the Word of God. You'll notice that the Father is the giver of life himself. And the Father gave us his Son. In the first chapter of St. John's Gospel, we find the record or the writing of the author where the Father gives the greatest gift that has ever been given to mankind. And the gift was received gladly by some while it was rejected by many others. Very few people looked at that and said, Hey, that's my present. That's my gift that comes from the Heavenly Father. Thank God. There were some that got a hold of it. And there were others that did not even recognize that the present had been delivered. Many of the people within the secular society of that day and people within religious circles missed that Jesus had come to town, that he had dawned on humanity and came and dwelt among the lowly of that day such as you and I of this day. They simply missed Jesus Christ. 
He walked in their streets. And some people did not realize that God himself was walking through their streets. There were people that did not realize God himself bought a loaf of bread or purchased some fish from their business. People too busy to understand that Jesus Christ had come to town. We know that whenever Mary, his mother, had come time to deliver him, there were those that would not receive him because they did not have room for this glorious, wonderful package. You see, the package of love that the Father sent from, was from above. And it was sent to them wrapped in tenderness, meekness, mildness, and love. But this gift was ignored by so many. They knew that this package was coming. Their own prophets and preachers had proclaimed it. They had prophesied of its arrival. And when it arrived, they did not recognize and realize that, hey, our present has arrived. Sister Howell was a bit disappointed this past weekend because she realized some of the gifts that she had ordered off of Amazon did not arrive at the appropriate appointed time. The prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Micah, and Malachi had announced his appearance. And the gift is now present. It's right there with them, Brother Nathaniel. And they don't realize that God has sent to them is within their grip and grasp. He's here. Emmanuel, God is with us. He has arrived. Just as they had announced and anticipated, his appearing was certain. And finally, he is here. The package has been delivered. Now that's something to get excited about. That's something to shout about to realize this long anticipated and awaited package has been delivered. Look at verses number 10 and 11. The Bible said that the world was made by him. He's now in that very world that he created by his spoken word and it does not seem to recognize him. Verse number 11 tells us that some recognized him, but after they had recognized him, some refused to receive him. Thus they rejected him as the gift sent to them by the Father. Today, some of my children and grandchildren came over to our house to enjoy lunch. Sister Howell fixed the family breakfast for lunch. And oh, what a wonderful time we had while we were gathered together. Brother Mike is now at that age where he's having a good time at Christmas. He realizes that under that tree, there are numerous packages. If you've been to the Howell family's Christmas, you know how many packages are under the tree because of a family this large and everybody having to buy for everybody. It takes up a very large percentage or portion of the family living room or the family room. And now Micah come in and he was wild-eyed with amazement that there could be so many gifts in a central location. And of course, even at the age of three, Brother Micah realized not every one of them presents had a tag on it and was addressed to him. Not every one of them presents had a tag on it and was addressed to him. Oh yes, they all had tags on them, but 
they were addressed to other people as well. Various tags with various names. And Brother Micah looked at me and he said, Papa, I would like to know which one of those presents belongs to me. And I know that we preached it this past week and preached it again this morning about the wonders of the beautiful gift in Jesus Christ and what a wonderful spirit was in the air and how many people witnessed the wonderful angels of heaven herald the birth of the Savior and these particular shepherds that were preached about this morning how they went to behold the place where the young child lay but how many others as one brother testified tonight were willing to pay attention to what was going on how many people asked the question is this special delivery for me is this a special package addressed to me but there's no doubt at all about it this special package was addressed to every person every person past present and future should be understanding of the fact that this is their package this special delivery is for them so while we were talking brother Micah and I said there is definitely more than one package under that tree with your name on it and he said oh and sister Wooten I could tell he will not be satisfied until tomorrow when he comes to Papa's and he actually Actually opens that present. Now I've got to tell this story. It's a humorous story, but there's something that would happen each year when I was a young boy, and even when I was a teenager, when it came Christmas morning and time to exchange gifts and unwrap presents. I had one particular brother every year that in the midst of the excitement and a display of uncontrolled emotion, he would end up opening somebody else's package. I remember being disappointed sometimes myself as my mother would stand up and she would go, oh, hold on a minute, so-and-so, that's not yours. That's your big brother Jeremy's. Maybe the next year she'd say, hold on, that's not yours, that's your daddy's. And he did this for years. We just grew to understand that in the hustle and bustle of Christmas morning and with the general excitement in the he could not control himself he could read but he just wanted to open gifts he was so excited about tearing off the wrapping paper and getting to the package and lifting the lid off that package and seeing what was contained inside and there was a time that I would say hey that is my present now I want you to know there were some lowly shepherds and there were some people that heard about Jesus and this special delivery and there might have been some people that was disinterested in the fact that the package had arrived but we find there were some shepherds that were going to go to the place where the package was dropped and they were going to look and see what it was the angels were singing about what it was that was so valuable that the magi would bring gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh you see these gifts are symbolic of the earthly ministry of Christ gold would re 
recognized, be recognized as the gift of a king or kingliness or that is kingship. The frankincense would be an incense or an intercessory type gift. And also the myrrh would speak of his humanity or his morality. Brother Nathaniel, I feel like when the shepherds came that day, they might not have passed the wise men. They probably both were not there at the same time. But the shepherds would not have been looking for gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And on Christmas Day, when we celebrate Christmas Day, I'm not looking for a new pair of Lucky Brand jeans. I'm not looking for a new pair of spare shoes. I'm not looking for a new ball cap. Oh, come on now. What I'm looking for is what else can I get from this gift that keeps on giving. Can I tell you, when that special delivery was made and that package was dropped, that gift has continued to give throughout the ages for every person of every color, every person of every race. This gift has been available. Not only has this gift been available, it's been extremely valuable to some. Not as valuable to some as he is to others. I feel like Brother Jeremiah is the one that inspired me for tonight's sermon. So I'm going to dedicate this to my oldest son, Brother Jeremiah. He sat over there today slopping down biscuits, gravy, scrambled eggs, and then Brother Gabriel, he commences to brag about how many gift cards he got from, for Christmas from their suppliers and vendors. And he rattled off hundreds of dollars worth of gift cards. And Brother stared as he was rattling off the names of restaurants on them gift cards and rattling off dollar values and amounts on them gift cards. I got to thinking about those cards. If he got those cards for Christmas, that means they are gift cards. But Brother Jeremiah, they are only valuable to you if you recognize them for what they are. And if you take them to the right business or establishment and buy what is intended to be offered as a service there. You see, Brother Jeremiah, I believe you receive them gladly because I heard you talking about the reception of the gift. If I was to go to his house tonight and to raid the drawer of his chest of drawers or to raid the drawer of his desk, I would find hundreds of dollars worth of gift cards. And Brother Jeremiah, if you don't pull them out of the package and pull them out of the wrapper or pull them out of the cardboard envelope, they are not valuable to you. They are completely worthless. Does anybody know what I'm preaching on tonight? Jesus Christ had come into this world so valuable, so priceless, but 
people treated him as he was worthless because they did not receive the package. They might have recognized it, but they did not receive it. Can I tell us, if we don't receive all of the gifts that God has for us, it's nobody's fault but ours. I started to create a list of things that the Lord has gifted his people with. But knowing we're having our church Christmas party momentarily, I will spare us of listing all of the things that this gift that keeps on giving has gifted us with. He has gifted us in LaBelle, Florida with a pastor. He has gifted the church with apostles and preachers and teachers so that the church can be perfected, so that we can be edified, so that we can be admonished. Why did God gift the world with Jesus? Because God wanted to gift people with eternal life. Now I feel like Brother Jeremiah better make sure he does not let them gift cards fall down behind the desk or fall down behind the Chester drawers. I read an article about five years ago of how many billions, if not millions, if not billions of dollars go unused and unspent a year on the gift cards. Oh, come on now. There was one report some months ago that said the average American has over $200 in gift cards unused in the house. It is becoming the most common gift within America. You don't want to shop, you buy a gift card. I'm going to get in trouble with somebody tonight because if you play Chinese Christmas with me, you're going to get a gift card. But you better realize it's worth something if you use it. This right here's more. Then a one and a half by two and a quarter inch square piece of plastic. It appears to be about worth two cents. But there's money on that. There's Dunkin' Donuts on that. Can I tell you that the gift of Jesus Christ is the sweetest gift that has ever been given to humanity? I'm sorry that not everybody knows how sweet it is a gift. I'm sorry that not everybody knows how sweet our Jesus has been to us, but he's still sweet. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. Let Satan blow it out, no. Let this gift fall into a corner and collect dust, no. Brother Jeremiah, if we don't use it, it won't benefit us. Can I say, if you don't use that salvation that you've got to help somebody else, it won't benefit them, but it won't benefit you either. Can I say, if you don't use that Holy Ghost that you've been given for a reason that I was given, it won't benefit somebody else. But oh God. I want to keep on using it. Hey, that's my present. Brother Hal gave me a gift card tonight. But you better look closer. Yeah, but it's his favorite restaurant. That's all right. 
Longhorn ain't never killed nobody. $25 Longhorn card. $50 Longhorn card. Some of these children approached me this evening before I walked in service. Brother Ethan Rokep said, Pastor, please don't preach a sermon yet. He said, I love it when you just go ahead and preach it. Oh, that boy put the pressure on. I was here an hour and 15 minutes early anyway. And God had already been dealing with my heart, but he put the pressure on so much for coasting through this tonight. Sister Wooten and going out there and having a good time and partying with the holy folk. But you know what? There is benefits right here on plastic. And I want you to know that the Christ child had been handed to humanity. And some people saw him as nothing more than something that should be discarded. But hey, I'll take that gift. Hey, that's my present. I'll take that gift. And that's what my grandson Michael was saying. Is that one mine? Is this one mine? No, Michael. That one ain't yours, but that one over there is. Hey, Brother Jesse, one thing I can tell the Chinaman, I can tell the Korean, I can tell the Russian, I can tell the Ukrainian, I can tell the Mexican, I can tell the American. Yes, that is your gift. Hey, that's your present. I'll take that gift. Amen. How many people choose to reject Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? Brother Nathaniel, pass that gift card over to Brother Caleb like it's nothing. Brother Caleb, look at it, throw up your shoulder. Oh, well, pass that to Brother Dylan. Oh, Brother Dylan say, oh, well, it's just a piece of plastic. It's just a little babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Pass it to Brother Tyler. Brother Tyler, pass that to Sister Hannah. Isn't it something how Jesus can be delivered in a special package in a sermon? And you see people passing that thought or that sentence or that message or that chapter, that verse, they're passing the baby on to somebody else. Hey, that's kind of the mentality of motherhood today. They don't want to receive the gift of motherhood. And there's somebody that'll say, hey, I'll take Luke chapter number two and verse number twelve, the doctor, the beloved physician, Luke, he said, and this shall be a sign unto you. He is writing down the record of an angelic being given earthlings a sign. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Look in that manger. Do you see the gift? There might not be angelic choirs singing at this present moment, but they were singing about the gift just a few hours ago. But you better take the time even though things have settled down. You better look and see. There's Joseph and there's a virgin that conceived and born. A son. There is a miracle baby in that manger. Look in that manger and see. The lid has been lifted. The box has been opened. Look in that box and hey, see your presence. 
Huh? Ain't no lid on that box. Somebody already opened it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's like a lot of us dads. Ain't got the right box. Huh? Where's the lid for my box? God don't want no box on that manger. This gift ain't going to be hid from humanity. In fact, it's going to be just wrapped in swaddling clothes which are par partially torn pieces of cloth. Perhaps Mary realized we're poor and we're paupers. And I ain't got no beautiful gown to put my baby Jesus in. And so I'm going to make do and tear some garments. I ain't got a sewing machine. But Joseph, we're going to have to wrap him in the best wrapping paper that we got. Today I went to pick up a present that Sister Hannah had wrapped for Sister Howell and addressed to Sister Howell. And how many of you know Brother Starrett's right? He was telling me this this past Wednesday night. And I said, amen, I know. You can buy that dollar per roll wrapping paper. And it is thin and it tears easy. Or you can buy that $2.50 or $3 roll wrapping paper and it's thick. And you can just about hang a horse off of it before it tear. Well, somebody, and I'm not pointing at anybody. Somebody had bought some of that pretty cheap wrapping paper. And when I reached down to pick up that present, Brother Gabriel, I pulled the top off of it. I said, don't look, Mama. I've already opened your gift. Just trying to help you. And that's what God did. Oh, come on. He didn't have a cheap present. Hey, but he had a cheap wrapping paper. He had it in the cloth of humanity. Oh, moral pressure. And he ripped the top off the box and wanted the world to see. That little present, that precious baby, that he had given us a gift of life. God didn't want to cover it. With God, there's nothing secret ahead. It's total, complete. I'm blowing this surprise. I'm going to have an army choir singing in the sky. I'm going to send some lowly shepherds as some of the first evangelists carries the gospel. Oh, come on down. I'm feeling like we ought to preach right here a little bit. Can I tell you, when it comes to this package, the top is off the box. The box is open and the lid has been thrown away. It doesn't matter if the world don't recognize it, if they reject it. The lid is off. This revealed, that's right. There's supposed to be a baby in there. Look, shepherds, look. Go to the place where the young child lays. You know, Isaiah talked about it. Jeremiah preached about it. Micah told us about it. Malachi talked about it. Zacharias talked about it. Go and look. Peek in there. And like Micah said, is that my present. Now if you go to Brother Jeremiah's house and clean out his gift cards, he's going to go over there to your vehicle and pull them out of your hand, take them from your possession and say, those are my 
gifts, those are my presents. Now look in that manger. You got to find a baby. Looking at that baby's got to be a virgin conceived and a virgin bearing mother. And that little baby, he's gonna have gifts around him after a while, but he's still gonna be wrapped in the swaddling cloth of a pauper. This morning I preached about a multitude of angelic beings appearing in the sky and singing the song of soldiers. But I want you to know it was a beautiful sight to behold when they saw nothing in there but a mother and a father and a baby. This was not a sight in the sky. This was a sight, a sight for the behold, lying in a box. So somebody said, how could the giving of gifts be Christmas? How can it not be after this sermon? Huh? I can tell you, we ain't worshiping our Christmas trees. We ain't worshiping these presents. But I sure like receiving a gift, don't you? And I like surprises. But God blew this surprise. Now... We are expecting to look in that box and find a little tiny baby. Brother Nathaniel, this present won't be under the tree. This present won't be swinging in a baby swing. Daddy won't be carrying him in a baby care. He's going to be lying in a manger, not telling a hot one. Not telling the fib, not stretching the truth. He is truth himself, and he will be lying as in his body will be laid down, and he'll be resting in a manger. This was significant to me today as I prayed over it, and it was as though I heard the Holy Ghost whispering in my heart, that's right, he was laid down as low as he could go as God. He was laid down as low as he could go as God. He humbled himself, took a upon himself the form of a servant became obedient to the master and got down low enough for lowly angels and a lowly virgin girl of Nazareth to be able to touch him and to handle him I went on to hear the Holy Ghost say and he is still reachable he stooped low enough for you to get to him he stooped low enough for lowly shepherds to reach him oh thank God that the poor boy and the poor girl can have the gospel preached to them. That was one of the signs that Jesus gave the disciples to tell John the Baptist of so that his spirit would be encouraged. So that his spirit would be encouraged. He said, tell old Johnny boy. Tell old Johnny boy, tell cuz that the poor still having the gospel preached to them. And that's what John the Baptist was doing. He could have been a priest. He was the son of a priest. But he went out in the wilderness and he was preaching, Behold, the Lamb of God is coming. And then when he came, he said, Behold the present. Behold the Lamb of God. The sacrificial Lamb has come. Thank God. Thank God. So the shepherds, were lonely men. And you know, most of the time, Brother Jeremiah, those shepherds spent their life on the outskirts of society because of their occupation. Do you know that they were considered a cursed people by the Egyptians? 
I know that the Jewish people, they accepted shepherds. But because of their flocks and what is left behind of flocks, you know, the aftermath of a herd of flocks, you don't exactly like the gifts that they leave behind. And so for the most part, people that had a large flock would drive them out onto the outskirts of society where they could get some green pasture and do some grazing. And so these men, Brother Nathaniel, they're kind of out of touch. They don't have a Facebook thread. They don't have an Instagram thread. They're not reading the latest tweet from Elon Musk, but they're out there tweeting with God because somebody say, hey man, they've got a direct connection and an instant message from God and saying you better go down there to the little town. I, I know that you feel like you've been an outsider. I, I know that you're frowned upon because you're poppers. You're lonely shepherds. But you're going to be able to reach him. I, I've got him within your reach. Oh, thank God that this gift is something we can get a hold of. Now, this is going to break your heart right here. Do you see this paper bag that I had that gift card put in? Before we pulled it out, it was in this paper bag. Now, this is called a brown paper bag. When I was in elementary school and junior high school, I loved to see brown paper bags. Alcoholics love to see brown paper bags. Now, the reason why I love to see brown paper bags is because I knew inside of that bag there would be some sour cream and onion potato chips in a Ziploc bag. And inside of this brown paper bag, there would be a triple-decker peanut butter and jelly. Up until I started suffering with severe heartburn every time I eat peanut butter and jelly, I ate at least two to three peanut butter jellies every afternoon up until the last 15 years. Every day of my life, my mom and daddy can tell you the more peanut butter, the more jelly, and the more pieces of bread on it, the better. I mean single double and triple. Just stack it up on there, Brother Jeremiah. Lather it up. And I knew that when I opened that brown paper bag, Mama had put a peanut butter and jelly in there. And as soon as I opened it, Brother Jesse, the first thing I did was smell it. And then, Brother Nathaniel, I'd take it out of that plastic bag and it would say, eat me. I'm telling you, I believe that sandwich was speaking. Was it God in it or the devil? I don't know, but I made short go of that and devoured it and wished that there would have been more. When we had them old peanut butter and jellies at the school cafeteria made, most people didn't like them because it was the generic peanut butter and jelly. Brother Jesse, there were times when I was in elementary school, I, me and my cousin would have at least six to seven peanut butter and jellies on our plate because other kids did not want to eat them. And I want to tell you, I'm not ashamed of it, Brother Danny. I'd eat every one that they would bring to me. And most of the time I ate the crust on the bread, on the stale cafeteria bread. That's how much I just like the smell of peanut butter. If Brother Hammond was here tonight, he'd say amen anyway. And he'd go on to expound in a theologian manner and say, God made peanut butter pastor. Of course he did. 
And we're about to get some in the church Christmas party, I'm sure of this. But you know, Brother Roadcap, I'd eat those peanut butter and jellies. And a brown paper bag has become kind of special to me because of what it represents of what used to be inside of the brown paper bag. And here I am now, 46 years of age, and it's almost as though I can still smell a good peanut butter and jelly. Oh, sometimes my boys will make a peanut butter and jelly, and I'll just have to go over there and get a whip of that aroma. And I'm telling you, it feels like I get heartburn with just one smell. And so when little Gavin and Ryland came to church today, some of our hope bust children. Well, I heard a knock on my door. And I've learned that knock. And today I decided to do something different. On my office door came that knock. And I asked the question, who is it? I knew whose voice would be speaking. He said, but of course, Ryland, Pastor. Does that not sound like a little Ryland? He said, if you don't mind, open the door. Then I heard him try and open it. I said, hold on, let me open the door. And I got this package from Ryland. Now that might seem like swaddling cloths to you. And that might seem like a brown paper bag to you. There might not be Christmas trees and candy canes on this bag. But I know where they're at. Amen. But you know what? That is a simple rap job, isn't it? Brother Jeremiah, but listen to how the card reads. In black ink on a brown paper bag. It says to Pastor from Ryland. Dear Pastor, Merry Christmas. Hope you're having a great Christmas day. If you could spare me and Gavin just one gift. Because we missed getting gifts this year. And we missed the Hope Christmas. If you could just spare one gift. It would be appreciated. Oh God. Brother Nathaniel. If he asked he's going to receive. What he did not know, I told Sister Howell last night, honey, go ahead and find them two boys, some gifts from the Bethel Holiness Church. Hey, they wanted the gift. They were looking for it. And Pastor had it. I'm telling you, if you're looking for Jesus, you're going to find him. If you want to taste him, he will be available. Somebody here just needs to say, hey, that's my prayer. So we can have a Christmas party. Let's move on. Shepherds spent their time being avoided. But Christ lets them know he loves the poor and the pauper. As much as he loves the prince and the politician. And the Bible said in John chapter number 1 and verse number 12, one of our texts. He said, but as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. If you could receive this present joyfully and not sorrowfully, you will become a child of God. Jesus is the unspeakable gift and the heavenly father is the giver. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Would you give your son? Brother Jesse, would you come to the piano? I have five sons. I couldn't think of giving up one of them. 
But God gave his only son. That whosoever believeth in him, the one that has the faith to recognize and receive. Well, I'm not so sure about that lifestyle. I'm not so sure about that book. To them that open the gift. To them that refuse, they'll never know the joys available through Christ Jesus. To those that reject him, they'll never know the joy of what awaits inside. Brother Jeremiah, whenever you take that gift card, throw me something. Name me one of them gift cards. The name of the restaurant and one of them gift cards. Chili's. I should have knew that'd be the first one you talked about. His favorite restaurant just happened to be that the giver of gifts gave you one for Chili's. They probably don't know that's your favorite restaurant, do they? Oh, they asked, yeah. Okay. Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Does that break your heart? One of the hope children who's been standing up every Sunday morning and saying, Pastor Bethel, pray for my mommy. She's not doing good. Her health is failing her. She's a young woman. We don't know if she'll be with her much longer unless we get a miracle. How old are those boys, Sister Rachel? Ten. Twins. Twin boys. Ten. Gave Pastor a package. It's empty. They didn't have the money, Sister Walker, to put anything in there. But Sister Howell, the rapping and the writing was enough. The fact that Jesus Christ came in human paper, in frail flesh, mortality, the rapping and the writing. I'll be enough. And my heart is greatly stirred right now by the Holy Ghost. I can't help but say, I'll take that gift. He's not going to come to town and me not know it. He's not going to come to Bethel and sweep through here, Sister Walker, with his sweet presence and me not recognize it. And here's what I like about it, Brother Jeremiah. Even though it seems to be absent of something, this is not empty. For inside of this is an abundance of love. That gift card, Brother Jeremiah, to some, it appears worthless, of no value. To some, it's empty. But you know what I love about that gift card, Brother Jeremiah? Different than the empty bag. When it empties, it's reloadable. Would y'all stand right here? And Brother Roadcap, when I got saved, I said, how can it get any better than this? Brother Danny Edwards, then when I got sanctified, I said, how can it get any better than this? And then Brother Danny Edwards, after a while, we got the Holy Ghost. 
And I said, how can it get any better? Yes. Sister Wooten, because we say that's my gift, I accept it. That's my gift. It keeps reloading. Brother Danny testified recently, he said, there's nothing like the sweet Holy Ghost. Brother Aaron Wood said, after all these years of churching, finally, in my mid-40s, I got a hold of something even better than anything I've ever experienced. He said, only three weeks ago, that means in the last month of the year, 2022, there was a gift yet for him. And that's what I want to tell everybody in this building tonight. You have not been overlooked. The same thing that has been given to Brother Rocap and Brother Rick Jacob has been given to you. Somebody says, well, why are they getting all the blessings? Hey, it's all up to the reception. There is an art in receiving. You don't believe that? You ask. And you know what them two twin boys did? They didn't say, I don't recognize it. Brother Jeremiah, it makes me want to send them some more presents. Because when you told me, Dad, they so warmly received what they did get, it made me want to pile more gifts on them. Now we've got some bicycles out there in the pump shed that's been donated to give to an unfortunate family. Somebody less fortunate than their neighbor. And Brother Roadcap now wanting to inquire, do the boys have bicycles? Because, brother, they received what they were given gladly. And now the pastors want to bless them in a greater measure. And there's so many people, they look at that little baby. They see the tops off the box. Oh, it's nothing but a baby. It's nothing but a baby. It's nothing but another service. Nothing but another church Christmas party. Nothing but another church family. But I feel like it's multiplying. It's adding. It's growing. It's being blessed. Can we bow our heads here tonight? I feel like this Christmas day that we celebrate Christmas. We should give somebody an opportunity to receive this blessed gift. The gift that continues to give into our lives each and every day if we allow him to. Is this somebody in this building that would say, Pastor, in recent weeks, I have come to realize how significant this gift is. And I understand its value for me. Would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I've never fully understood the value of this gift. There's two hands. Anybody else? Three hands. Four hands. Five hands. Six hands. Seven. Eight. He wants to give himself to you tonight in a very special way. Could we come into this altar? Brother Rocap's already dropped to his knees as the wise men did, as the shepherds did at their separate times. On bended knee, he's receiving this gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, that's my present. greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind 
It was received by some. And was it received by many of us? How about us? What will we do tonight? Will we receive the gift? It's yours. Reach out and take it. Bow before the Christ child. Thank you for being reachable. Thank you for making himself available. Could you talk to him and get personal with him right now? Praise him. Praise him. He's only as valuable as you let him be. Oh, Jesus, see. 
Oh, he is the king of 